ladies and gentlemen, sit back and get comfortable. But not too comfortable. It's the WCHL Podcast with WCHL Commissioner Christopher Perry and Andrew Majorkirk. Well, yes, indeedy duty. It is I, the Commissioner, Christopher Perry, and coming at you live from the WCHL Podcast Studios here in scenic Norman, Oklahoma. And on the other end of the line, it's my very best friend in all the world. It's no longer the Blazers Ice Center, Ice Iceman Extraordinaire. He's just now a teacher extraordinaire, Andrew Majorkirth. Andrew, say hello to the peeps. Yo, yo, yo. Are you still teaching, Andrew? I mean, I said you were I, still teaching, but are you still teaching? I, I am teaching my behind off. <laughs> so you're doing physical education is what you're saying. I am, I am teaching like no other right now. How about that? <laughs> what, what was today's lesson? What was today's lesson? What, what topic are you teaching and what was today's lesson in that topic? Uh, so... The, my day started off with physical science, and today was the first day that we actually got in the laboratory, and we used sodium bicarbonate and mixed it with vinegar to produce bubbles in an Erlenmeyer flask to inflate a balloon. <laughs> wow. Uh, All right. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that. No, I wasn't. Hey. First time, hey, we need to mark this down. First time in recorded history, Christopher Perry was left speechless. Speechless. <laughs> That's exactly right. I was honestly expecting you to sit there and say, yeah, we took some Mentos and we put it in a Coke <laughs> and we threw it out in the hallway and we had a lot of fun laughing at people. How about that? Wow. I'm impressed. First- First time Chris Perry has been left speechless. Jeez, that's it. That's good. Good for you. Good for you. I was, uh, you know, I'm still a little worried that you're teaching America's youth. Uh, You know, you know, the, uh, my math class, we're working on, um, old parallel lines with a transverse line running through them and proving all the angles and why they, why they are what they are and why they do what they do and, uh, go from there. You know, this is how terrible of a teacher I would be. The second you said parallel lines, my first thought was Blondie because that's a hell of an album by the by, by the band <laughs> yeah. Blondie, yeah. 1979, I believe it is. So that was my first thought. It was not math. It was not geometry. It was not angles. <laughs> I, so. I, I did have a kid walk by me, what, yesterday maybe? And they had a uh, Nirvana t-shirt on. Yeah. And I looked at him and I said, hey, great t-shirt. Can you tell me what their most popular song is? And the kid looked at me, just dumbfounded, tongue <laughs> on the ground, dumbfounded. Oh, I'm telling you what, you know. Uh, yeah, there you go. Live, live exactly. look in right there. Exactly, exactly. All right, all right. So you're still teaching. All right. Well, hey, Andrew, the weather has turned cold, um, so it's getting to be a little bit more hockey weather. We've gotten rid of the uh, hundred and a gazillion degrees. Nobody's baking anymore. Everyone's getting a little chilly oh it's fantastic now i'm sure the people in uh out, out in arizona they're probably and in las vegas they're probably putting on their winter jackets because it's probably in the high 70s now yeah or sitting in their hot tub sipping on their mai tais listening to the podcast right? yeah yeah <laughs> you know there, there's a certain coach for a certain team 
he's an assistant coach and he loves to take pictures of his swimming pool and his hot tub <laughs> in Awatuki. And uh, I always get a kick out of seeing that. I was like, you rat bastard. You know? That's so, funny. That's <laughs> funny. He, he's, a, he's a great guy. And he listens to the podcast every now and then. Uh, but, yeah, he's, he, he has no problem uh, letting the world know how, how awesome it is to live in uh, uh, the Phoenix area. That's funny. So Especially since it came from other places. So Yep. All right, Andrew. Well, hey, uh, so I guess those are the updates, right? You're, you're still teaching. The weather's gotten yep. cold. The podcast is still craptastic. Um, nothing. Well, I guess the only other thing is that uh, since we last spoke, everybody has uh, the their 2023-2024 conference schedule in their hands. How about that? Oh, yeah. yeah. We talked about that last time we uh, spoke, right? I'm telling you what. You know, the commissioner kind of, he's on the ball. Yeah, I tell you. First so time for, first time for everything. That's right. What do they say? Broken clock is right twice a day. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> In my instance, it's probably once a day, but whatever. <laughs> oh, geez. Yeah. So everybody has their schedule and that's not only the, the A conference here in the Western Collegiate Hockey League, but also the B conference. They have their, uh, their schedule for 23, 24. So hopefully they're uh, starting to fill in the blanks, fill in the open spots. It should be kind of interesting. We're on the third year of our five-year crossover schedule so andrew give me the name of a team and i will tell you you, you know how it goes in scheduling everybody we have two divisions now in the western league we have yeah. uh, the east and the west and everybody plays everybody home and home in your division you have one trip out of your division you you get one home game or one home series from someone on the other side from the other division so that's what we call the crossovers right you get one home series one road series with the other division and it's we've got it set up to rotate every five years. So, Andrew, go ahead, just humor us, give us the name of a team, and I will tell you who they're cross where, where they're going to be playing next year. I won't tell you the dates, but I'll tell you who the crossover opponents will be. Grand Canyon. Grand Canyon will be at UCO next year and ha- and will host Missouri State. There you go. Yeah, look at that. Look Cause at they, that. Because they have Oklahoma this year, right? Grand Canyon is at Oklahoma this year, and they host Colorado State. There you go. Yeah. So they will come to Oklahoma in 2024-2025, the same year that they go to Colorado. So this all, it's I've set it out. In fact, I'm looking at this thing. We did it in October of 2021 when we first put together this, uh, this uh, 10-team division or this 10-team conference, and the keystone to the whole thing was Missouri State uh, saying they volunteered to go to Las Vegas first. (laughs) And so that was was all I needed. From there out, I was able to fill in, what are you looking at, 5 times 5, 25, 50? I was able to fill in 50 spots. Yeah, pretty easy, right? Yep, 10 teams. Uh, no, a hundred spots, uh, uh, 10 teams, you know, uh, home and away for the next five years. Cause didn't we, uh, and, and you'll have to jog my memory when we were talking about that last year, didn't we just say, let's keep the, basically let's keep the travel partners and just like rotate the dial five times. Is that what we did? That's what it is. Yeah. So everybody, yeah. every so Grand Canyon, for instance, will play at UCO once every five years. Yeah, and yeah. they will host UCO once every five years, every not time. the yeah. not the same year, but on a rotating basis. So the first year we did this, Grand Canyon went to Missouri State and they uh, hosted Colorado. 
That was in 2021, 2022. And the next time that will happen will be in the 2026, 2027 season. There you go. Yeah. So, so they will, we rotate everybody in that, that way every five years you will go, you will have traveled to every place in the Western Collegiate Hockey League. Yeah. And it's not, you're not beating the same road season after season. Right? And yeah. And you're also not running up a huge, you know, you're, you're not racking up the huge travel bill either. Yeah, at least yeah. we hope not. That's the idea. So yeah. And kind of spread it out a little bit and. Yeah, so hey, I thought that was quite kind of an accomplishment that everybody got their has their schedule in their hands for uh, next season. My goal is always to get it to folks by uh, by by I was going to say by Christmas, but by Halloween. And because the one thing I hated was hearing from other teams, especially it was you know the Central States League. Oh, yeah, I, hey. can't, I can't do anything. My con- the commissioner hasn't got us our conference schedule yet. Yeah, fix fixes it on the WCHL side, right? Yeah, and on the MCH side too. So those guys, there's no, uh, there's no, there's no issues. So, all right, hey, let's get right to it because we had a bunch of games, Andrew, and um, I know that you were probably sitting at home on Friday and Saturday night watching them all. Oh yes, like like I was, just glued to the glued to the television, glued to the YouTube, glued to the internets. You you know me, right? <laughs> <laughs> first, first we had a uh, newcomer to ACHA Division One, Oregon. The Ducks, uh, fresh off a beating from Arizona State, Arizona State went up to Oregon and beat pants off of them. Um, so Oregon hopped on the plane and they flew down to Colorado to take on the Buffs in Boulder. And uh, Oregon got two W's out of the thing, huh? Yeah, yeah, they did. You know, I thought going into it, I was like, man, like, come on, you know, here, here we go, and. Uh, I thought Colorado was going to give them another dose of their own medicine, and bam, here we go, right? Oregon comes in and gets two. Now, first one Friday night was, what, one in a shootout? So, Yep. I mean, that's that's a little bit closer, but still, I was I was thinking they were going to still get a dose of reality here. You know, Colorado had a six and zero record, and they were undefeated. And the, you know, they'd received some votes in the in the most recent ranking. But you know, that six and zero ranking or that six and zero record was kind of deceiving. Yeah, because it was two wins against uh, a Division two team. It was two wins against hapless San Diego State, and then it was two wins against Oklahoma. And you know, not knocking Oklahoma, but they're at the tail end of of the conference this season. Yep. Um, so it wasn't exactly like uh, Colorado had racked up a six and zero season against Liberty and Minot and Adrian. You know they had they had picked off some uh, some weaker teams. Yeah, but and, they still found the back of the net a lot, right? Well, they so. they did, and, and I'm not. I mean, and they still found a way to win. They've got a number one goaltender in Liam O'Gwen. Um, so that's uh, you know, that's to to their credit. I mean, they they went six and zero, but Oregon. Oregon came in and found a way to get them. They beat them five yeah, to did. four in a shootout on uh, Friday night, and then just stomped them on uh, the next night. Where yeah. the, it was actually the next afternoon, uh, they had to play the game at the Sports Stable in Superior because of a football conflict. Oh, so Oregon ended up winning. Nobody saw that game because it was at the Sports <laughs> Stable. <laughs> yeah, shocker. Right? Yeah, yeah, but it was uh, a four to one win for Oregon. So the Ducks go two and zero oh in or in uh, Colorado has now. They've now tasted defeat, and uh, hopefully they'll regroup. And yeah, and who you know, and, and who knows? You know, uh, shots were close both nights: thirty four thirty one on Saturday, and then forty three forty one on Friday. 
But if you look at the uh, score sheets, both teams owe for the power play all weekend. Yeah, so. yeah. Colorado got a yeah. shorty, but that's about it. Yeah, they you know they had six opportunities on Saturday, and then uh, I believe five on Friday. So you know there there was plenty of opportunity there. The thing I I noticed too with Oregon, they kind of cleaned up their their act a little bit from the Arizona State weekend to now this weekend on the road. They didn't take an awful lot of penalties. Right. Yeah. They. Yeah. Because. Colorado actually had two power plays on Friday night, so. Yeah, when uh, whereas, I mean, they were just gifting them the ASU up there uh, the week before, so Oregon's, yeah. Oregon's getting a little better. Now, you know, that's not to say we're going to have them in the Western Collegiate League anytime soon. <laughs> don't, don't get your hopes up. I mean. Yeah, don't read into this, right? There's still a remote outpost, and it still takes cool. forever and a day to get there. What do we figure out? It's, they have an airport there close to where they played. Is that, did we figure that out? I think so. I think we did figure that out. I, I so, mean, they, they, they've got to find a way to get there. You, I mean, Arizona State found a way to get there. So, oh, I mean, it's, yeah, there's still. It's not like it's it's out in you know the Yellowknife or something like that on the Yukon. But still, Eugene, Oregon. Holy moly! Yeah, Eugene. So, uh, all right. Well, hey. So that was. Um, uh, so the the Ducks come in and they put a nod on the forehead of uh, Colorado for for two games. And uh, hey, power to the Ducks! But uh, Go back to being an independent, yep, and uh, have fun. Have fun with, uh, with with that kind of schedule. I think their yep. next games are like against Canadian teams, and then they're oh. off for like a month. Oh, yeah. Good luck to yeah. them. Yeah, good luck. Good riddance. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the next um, the next series, San Diego State again. Uh, I said hapless San Diego State. I don't think they've won any games yet. They're the other newcomer Ooh. to men's division one they went to fort collins and man camden lambert yeah Mm -mm. camden lambert and the rams gave they brought the welcoming committee out for the aztecs (laughs) didn't they yes they did they said welcome to division one welcome to big boy hockey how about that friday night three goals to start the first period and then they uh they poured another four goals on in the third and and smoked them a total of nine to three on Friday night. How about that? And then the next night it got even worse. <laughs> Ten to uh, nothing. It was seven to nothing after two. Four power play goals. I mean, talk yeah, about laying yeah. the smack down. Yeah, but that's what you want to see, right? I mean, you bet. You know, I mean that's you know nothing against San Diego State, but use those as kind of a learning opportunity. And if you get the opportunity on the power play, you know, put them in. You know, and uh, take take advantage while you can. I thought it was uh, I thought it was pretty interesting that uh, CSU. I mean, they're playing really well now. They'll they'll be on the road this week, and we'll talk to that uh, we'll talk to the to that later. But uh, CSU is you know they they stung San Diego State. They got a hold of Missouri State a couple of weeks ago. Yep. Um, their only losses so far on the season have been to uh, UCO when UCO came in there. Yeah, and I mean that's no slush. I mean that's a high-ranked team. So I mean that's not a those aren't bad losses in my opinion. They're not bad losses at all. The, uh, so you know this uh, this is kind of the one of the teams that I don't know that we called them a sleeper, but you know the beginning of the season here, I think you and I both called it to say, hey, like keep an eye on Colorado State up there. You know they they've got something cooking. They seem to have something cooking. They've got they found themselves a goaltender in Logan's lot, who is. Uh, you know, I think that's an interesting. I'm not going to demean the, the kid's last name. I'm just going to say um, a Z next to an L um, in terms of your last name. That's very interesting. Um, yeah, and he's he's definitely earned 
the uh, the lack of a vowel between the Z and the L because he stood on his head and only allowed three goals in sixty minutes, ninety, one hundred twenty minutes of hockey. Yeah. See, yeah. There, there's he, my quick math, Andrew. I, I, yeah. I needed a yeah, parallel he, line there. Yeah, you, you've automatically failed my class for today. <laughs> <laughs> but they found themselves a goaltender in uh, Logan's lot, and um, you know, they, I know they have a capable backup there in Sam Simon, who's a homegrown Fort Collins kid. But uh, they're they're doing well. They've found a, a way to get uh, to get the job done, and they've got some consistent scoring coming in from uh, from from all sorts. But it sure does seem as if like uh, Justin Rudro and Max Kleiner seem to be leading the way, and also a little bit of they're getting a lot of help from uh, Trent Hines, their uh, number twenty seven, their assistant captain. So I think that the uh, the, the the Rams are in pretty good little shape. They're going to make some yeah. noise, and they have a yeah. chance. An outside chance, but I think they've got a chance to get to nationals. Hey, yeah, it's you know keep an eye on them, right? It's I think they're going to be a sneaky little team out there. Yeah, they've got the opportunity to kind of be a you know a fifteen, you know, in that late teens to early twenties type of a team. Yeah, and and hey, those are those are dangerous teams going to nationals, right? Oh yeah, they are. Oh yeah, they are. Especially if you get a hot goaltender, and if. Yes. Uh, they found, like I said, they found one in, in Mr. Zlot. I, I just like saying that, Zlot. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, and you know, they've got it. Like I said, they've got a, a top-notch backup there in uh, in terms of Simon. So uh, yeah, and and you know, getting a hot goaltender at nationals—that's about ninety-nine percent of the recipe for success. Boy, isn't that the truth? I mean, you get a hot goaltender, you write his you write his coattails for five or six games, <laughs> and anything can happen, right? Yep. Yeah, I give a lot of credit to uh, Coach Lambert up there at CSU. He's taken a, a team that was in, uh, fair to say, they were kind of in disarray, and yeah, yeah, yeah. you know they've 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 gone through some changes, some turmoil, but uh, he's got them turned around and oh, yeah. going in the right direction, and it's good I to mean, see. You got to give him credit. I mean, he was hired what two weeks before the season started last year. Yep. So I mean that's I mean trial by fire jump in and let's go buddy you know and and, and it's not his full time job right the guy's still holding yeah. down a full time job while also yeah. coaching yeah so coming in two weeks beforehand you know and you know they 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 snake bit a couple teams last year and uh, yeah then working a full time job and then having this off season I, he's doing a great job up there yeah yeah I'm I'm impressed hey speaking of impressed how about UNLV number one yeah. I'm impressed they went to Anchorage Alaska. That'd be a cool trip. You know, I had to I had to look on the map to see where Anchorage was, because I I, I knew that it was on well, the coast. Alaska. Well, thank you, thank you, Captain. Do you also teach <laughs> geography? I, hey, I, you're the one getting the map out here. So I'm just, <laughs> just, just, try, just trying to help you out. Well, I, I I just I knew that Anchorage was. I knew there was a big town that was on the coast that was the capital. And I, it, I know, also knew it was kind of like further south. It was kind of more in the island side of Alaska as opposed to the more the mainland side. But that turns out that's Juneau. Yeah. Uh, whereas Alaska Anchorage is more kind of on that on the mainland side of things, but on the southern portion of it. Yeah, I was gonna say I thought it was I thought it was down south a little bit. It's still a heck of a long ways away. <laughs> yes, it especially is. especially from Las Vegas. Yes. So, and it's not Fairbanks. I also had to find Fairbanks too, because Fairbanks is up near a place called the North Pole. Yep. I was uh, gonna say Fairbanks is a little bit more north, and Anchorage is kind of in the middle, and then Juno's over. If I remember right, Juno's over on the uh, towards the west coast, isn't it? It is towards the west coast of uh, of Canada, and uh, yeah, so. 
It's uh, anyways, UNLV uh, went up to Anchorage to take on the NCAA Division One team that plays out of Anchorage, the Alaska Anchorage Sea Wolves. And, you know, they're, they're going to play a home and home series with these guys, Alaska Anchorage. UAA had their season, that, hell, they had their program just shut down. And much like what happened at Alabama Huntsville a couple of years ago, the alumni and the supporters got together and put together a pot of money and convinced the school to uh, reinstate the program. And so that's what yeah. happened. And uh, But it happened kind of late, so UAA is scrambling for games. And they, uh, they, they, they were able to find, uh, they're coming down to play Arizona State in a couple of weeks. And they wanted to make their trip worth their, worth their while. So they're also picking up some games against uh, Nevada, Las Vegas. And at the same time, Liberty's coming out to Las Vegas. So they're going to, UAA is playing Liberty out there at the same time. Awesome. So yeah, they'll play, uh, that, that should be interesting. But so this was the first of a uh, four game set, actually first of a, uh, three or four games set, I think, between UNLV and uh, UAA. And you would think, just from ACHA versus NCAA, you would think that, okay, NCAA is just going to stomp a mud hole in them. Right? That's what happened when Denver played UNLV. It was, what, 10 yeah. to nothing? Yeah, and like 99 to, to 16 were the shots or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the first night here, UAA was... The, the shots were crazy, um, but uh, UAA won the game eight to nothing. Um, but then the next night, I'm telling you what, UNLV jumped out to a one to nothing lead, held it after the first period. It was tied one to one after two, and uh, UNLV played their tail off and lost the game on a third period power play goal. They lost two to one to Alaska Anchorage, and. You know, did they lose? Yes, but did they come out winners in that in the in in that they uh, learned an awful lot and that they learned how to play at that level and against yep. kids with that speed, in that size, and that they can hang with those guys? Absolutely, and I think that yeah, uh, yeah. they're going to come away from this weekend with a lot of confidence. Yeah, nothing to sneeze about. Two to one is uh, respectful, right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, I thought they'd had a good, a, a great showing up there in uh, Anchorage and uh, look forward to seeing what happens when, um, when Anchorage comes down to Vegas to play uh, Vegas and Liberty in a couple of weeks. Uh, yeah. Especially, especially Liberty, right? Cause they played university of long Island last year and yeah. split with them. So yep, it ought to be, it ought to be interesting to see what happens there. You would think you would think the, uh, I wonder how it was. That had to be a culture shock though, for those kids in Vegas to, to, fly up to anchorage to this remote outpost <laughs> yeah uh, serious right. i mean you've got all the glitz and the glamour and the heat and the you know just anything you want is available to you in las vegas yeah not so much in anchorage yeah, <laughs> yeah. i mean everything in anchorage has to be flown in literally uh or or caught you know killed and caught so i i, I wonder I, it's uh that had to be one heck of an experience. So let's see. Uh, today it was a high of forty-four in Anchorage, Alaska. Oh, so it was almost like being here in Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah. yeah. However, in Las Vegas, Nevada, just giving a, <laughs> it was eighty-seven for a high today. <laughs> <laughs> slight, slight difference. Yeah, a little bit of a difference in weather there. Right? You think you think the UNLV uh, guys brought their poofy jackets with them up there to Alaska? 
Looked like the uh, did look like the uh, oh the Jamaicans on what's that uh, Bob Sledding movie <laughs> where they get off the get off the plane and they immediately run into the little ski shack yeah. and come out with all those big poofy jackets on right? cool cool runnings <laughs> cool runnings yeah <laughs> yeah you, you, all these all these guys from UNLV are getting off the uh, getting off the plane wearing no socks and flip flops and whatnot yeah. oh they're just freezing their cheeks off. <laughs> <laughs> the, the the one thing that was weird uh, that I thought I shouldn't say weird I thought it was interesting. The UAA usually plays all their games, or they used to play all their games, out of Sullivan Arena, which is a sixty four sixty five hundred seat arena um, there in Anchorage. And it's you know when the Red Hot Chili Peppers come to play Anchorage for a couple of nights, they'd play the Sullivan Arena. And I don't know if uh, if it's because of the you know the they because of UAA's decision to get rid of the program and then bring it back if they if they lost the opportunity to go back to the Sullivan Arena. But all of their games were played, including these games against UNLV, were played at a place called the Seawolf Sports Center, which is basically like a practice rink. If you think yeah. about the... Uh, um, you know, the, the rink where we've held nationals for uh, in Columbus, the rink where we held nationals for uh, uh, down, in, down in Dallas and Frisco... The rink where we held nationals in, um, in in the side rink where we held nationals for the St. Louis Blues, it's just a, a you know a side rink, um, and it's they did it up well. I mean, heck, it had a nice video board and it had a big crowd there. There must be nothing to do in Anchorage, Alaska, but it wasn't the big arena. Is what yeah, I'm trying to get I, at. So I'm, I, I noticed that that they uh, that they were playing in what looked like a practice arena. Yeah, yeah. So uh, and to their credit, hey. Uh, these games were available free on YouTube, so uh, it seems like the games they play against NCAA teams, they put them up on their UAA pay-per-view uh, system. Yeah. But teams that are play are games that are played against uh, non-NCAA teams, whether they're from Canada or uh, the ACHA teams, those games are made available on YouTube, and so we were able to uh, watch the games live and in, in person before our steaming eyes. Very nice. Yeah, right on YouTube. So uh, power to UAA and. and but hey, the end result is, I think, I could be wrong on this, but the end result is, I think UNLV comes out of this weekend, you know, just empowered and with an awful lot of confidence. Yeah. Uh, knowing that they can hang with these, they're they're not far off from playing with NCAA guys, and that should give them a tremendous amount of confidence as they continue on in their ACHA season. Now, did the UAA coach? Did he have skinny pants on? You know, I didn't notice if he had skinny pants on. I did notice that the first night he had a jacket, and the second night he was a little bit more relaxed. It was nice. <laughs> yeah, I think he, I think he just had a pullover on the second night. Nice. So, uh, yeah, yeah, and they have they had some interesting uh, they had some interesting uh, things going on there. It, you know, they had they had one basic uh, uh, camera at the center ice position, and it panned left and right. And directly across the ice, there was a video camera or there was a video screen of that shot. So people could see the live action, you know, as they panned left and right, even though they're looking right at the live action. Yeah. And what what I noticed was there were some, you know, knuckleheads that when the camera would pan left or right, they would stand up and wave to the camera or they would throw (laughs) their hat up or, you know, (laughs) just so they could see it on the big screen uh, across the way. So, uh 
Anyways, kind of kind of interesting. Good for UNLV. Um, took a long trip up there, uh, uh, but uh, lost both games. But I think they came away with a ton of confidence. That that is a hike up there for sure. Yeah. Hey, we had two other series, and they were both Western Collegiate League series, and they both had an impact on the WCHL standings. The first series was at the Jordan Valley Ice Park in Springfield, America, where all 11 listeners to the WCHL podcast are. So we appreciate them very much. Uh, Missouri State was hosting uh, Andrew's former team, the Oklahoma Sooners. And Oklahoma traipsed up I-44 to Spring Vegas and got whacked pretty good by Missouri State. Yeah, 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 not pretty. Not four, to, pretty. four to nothing on Friday night, six to one on Saturday um andrew what do you think i mean friday night missouri state two for three on the power play two to two to one on the shot total so i mean just you know outplayed them all the way around on on friday night you know and uh yeah i mean it and i mean it's a tough place to play you know they always pack a crowd yep. and uh you know they were advertising that they did a uh oh their blackout jerseys yeah on it was they, their debut of the blackout jerseys and all that, so they were hyping that. So at, I mean, at home, yeah, they yeah, they, so they wore the black jerseys on the road at CSU the week before and took two L's. Yeah, uh, so it's a tough, and I mean, still on Saturday, you know, almost two to one. It was forty to twenty-seven the shots. So I mean, it's six to one. It was what was it zero zero after one, but then you know, second and third period just you know, three goals apiece and just kind of poured it on a little bit, right? Yeah, Oklahoma scored the first goal. Connor Fry got on the board, uh, got the Sooners on the board on Saturday night, and then after that it was all Missouri State. Uh, yeah. Just, as you said, six goals. Uh, Gage Redman was in net both nights for uh, for Oklahoma, and, um, you know, I just I, – I think – I, I think Oklahoma's. This is just going to be a rebuilding year with a new coach, Peter Arvanitas. Much like you, you talked about with Camden Lambert with Colorado State. I think it's going to take a while for Peter to get his guys in there and get his culture yeah. in there and get guys to play his system. Um, and so this, it's just could be a long season. The OU doesn't look like they have an awful lot of scoring. No, not a lot of scoring, and yeah, yeah. And, and we all know Missouri State can score in bundles, especially at home. And, and I think you, I think you nailed the hit the nail on the head. I mean, it's going to be a it's going to be a long year for them, and and we know uh, Coach Arvanitas can can coach. He's had success at this level, so yep. you know, I think just give him a little bit of time and let him do his magic, and I think he'll get it figured out up there for him for sure. Yeah, yeah, he'll. Uh, I, th- I think he'll get him turned around, but it's just going to take a while, and yeah. it, hopefully he'll get that opportunity to uh, to to turn them around. But yeah, in, yeah. in the meantime, you know, and that as you said, that's a tough place to play, right? It is. We talked about it before with Missouri State that they're money at home and they're kind of fifty fifty on the road, and so here they are at home and they're you know full house and they're wearing those nice new black jerseys of theirs. And uh, you're going up against a team that's, you know, kind of in flux and that they're, you know, trying to get adjusted to a new coach and they don't have an awful lot of scoring. So they lean heavily on their defense and especially their goaltending. And uh, there's only so much that, that, you know, a goaltender and some defense can do. Yeah. Well, and, you know, and it's, and, you know, we've talked about it before too. Like you get big name schools that come in. So, I mean, that gets the crowd into it a little bit also, you know, it's, You've got the University of Oklahoma come to town, so you know 
more people come in, they're a little bit more jazzed up and just adds that electric vibe to the building and just makes it that much harder to play there, right? There's no doubt. There's no doubt. That, that interlocking same, OU gets, gets an awful lot of folks out. Yeah, I mean, same thing with like U of A and Arizona State and, and even Utah and UNLV. Like all of the WCHL teams, for the most part, have that big name behind them. So, you know, it, it, it draws a crowd. It does indeed. It does indeed. All right. Hey, the other uh, series was uh, Grand Canyon at Arizona State. They went across town and they played two games at Oceanside Arena. These were probably the last two games that Grand Canyon will play at ASU this, uh, well, forever because they're going to tear down Oceanside. Oh, in Grand Canyon. Favorite, yeah. Our favorite place, right? Yeah, the coldest rink in all the ACHA. <laughs> Holy smoke. And I think Grand Canyon wishes they tore it down uh, last week, not. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Shouldn't have waited. <laughs> yeah, the Grand Canyon's like, wait a second. Couldn't you tear it down a little before we got here? Because Arizona State just put it to GCU 4 to 2 on Friday night and then 7 to 1 the next night. Yeah, but hey, you know, they were, you know, close games 33 32 were the shots. So now Saturday was the score was a little more lopsided. And. You know, frankly, I, I expected Grand Canyon to play these games a little bit tighter than what than than what they turned out to be, right? Yeah, yeah, and in it, I think you know, just from looking at it, from watching the games, it sure did seem as if man, they came out guns blazing, and they they put a lot of effort into the Friday night affair, and when they couldn't get it done, I mean, ASU, it was four to two. The fourth goal was an empty netter. Yeah, so um, it was a close game. It was a close game, but still, it was ASU just ran. I think it's fair to say ASU ran the game. I mean, they, they just yeah. dominated both games. Yeah. And when GCU couldn't break that breakthrough on Friday night, I think they just kind of went in and deflated on Saturday. And went, Ugh. Yeah. yeah, Saturday, I mean, 4-1 to after the first. And, you know, they only they only got 17 shots on goal for the game. So, I mean, you're not going to win too many games only shooting 17 shots at the net, right? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, ASU is, ASU is quietly – Putting a, putting forth a uh, one they're, heck of a season right now. They're they're good. They're good for sure, right? They're very good. It must it must be all their assistant coaches lounging in the hot tubs and the pools that they got going on out there. Oh, totally, totally. Well, and, and let's I mean let's face facts too. Arizona State they have the commissioner in their back pocket, so I mean that's <laughs> that that never hurts, right? <laughs> yes, yes, that's good for that's good for a, a goal a game apparently. Yeah, 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 totally. <laughs> Jeez, here we go, here we go. There there are so many people out there that think the commissioner is in either hates their team or or favors another team and it couldn't be well I'll, I'll leave it to other people to figure it out but I, I i try to play it straight down the middle with all 10 of them the the more fuel to the fire i can add the better i'll be <laughs> yeah so. thanks thanks pal <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. by the way this is andrew's last appearance on the wchl yeah. podcast be sure to say goodbye to everybody andrew oh <laughs> uh, hey uh last weekend we had anita suchia on and her her predictions were she was kind of on but then kind of not so she went about 40%. She had Colorado State sweeping San Diego State. She had Alaska Anchorage sweeping UNLV. So she was right there. But uh, she missed on Oregon, Colorado. She said Colorado would sweep, and instead Oregon swept. And she missed on Missouri State, Oklahoma, and Arizona State, Grand Canyon. She said both of those would be splits, and they both turned out to be sweeps. Yeah, it, you know, it's kind of odd. We don't see when we have, what do we have, five five sets of games this weekend? Five sweeps. And five sweeps, yeah. We don't normally do that. We have some splits in there. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Kind of, kind of interesting the way that I noticed that right off the bat. 
yeah. you know, look, going back and looking at everything, I was like, oh, wow, you know, well, all five of those turned out to be sweeps. You know, you don't see that very often. And, you know, I had it, uh, I had the exact same thing in the B conference too. Really? Yep. Northern Illinois got swept by Purdue Northwest. Midland got swept by Minot and Jamestown swept Waldorf. Yeah, how about so that? I went eight for eight in terms of sweeps. Huh. Crazy, crazy. Hey, so uh, with the Oklahoma-Missouri State, Grand Canyon-Arizona State series, those are both conference series. Uh, we now have some, uh, we have to update our WCHL standings. Arizona State is in the lead in the conference. They've played four games. They've won all four games, so they're ranked number one. Missouri State has played four games. They've won two of them. And they are in, a, in one of them. They lost in a shootout, so they got a point. So that gives them seven points on the season. Central Oklahoma, Colorado, Nevada, Las Vegas, and Grand Canyon are all tied, essentially for third with six points. Colorado State is in uh, seventh place. They have five points, followed by Utah, and then Arizona and Oklahoma are coming up the rear of the conference right now because they've. Uh, they've lost all the games that they've played so far in the conference. In Arizona's case, that's two games. In Oklahoma's, they've lost all four games. But there's a lot of season left. I was looking. Yes, there is. If you, I put the, I put it out every night that there's a conference game. I put out the conference standings on the WCHL Twitter account, which is WesternCHL, uh, twitter.com slash WesternCHL. And if you look to the far right, it talks about the possible league points remaining. And I mean, holy smokes! The yeah, there's 45 points. The 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 team, what is it? Who is it? Grand Canyon and Utah have all played five games, which means they've got 45 points left to left to go. So yeah, they can go on a run and just run away with things. So this yeah, it's early, and you know Arizona State looks like a butt kicker of a team, and Missouri State, Central Oklahoma, UNLV, they're kind of like the usual suspects. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I think we'll have a three three dog race here: Arizona State, UCO, and uh, UNLV. Well, maybe, but what I was getting at was it's still wide open. It's so early that yeah, yeah, I mean, it's it's early. Arizona still has fifty four points available. So I mean, yeah, yeah they lost two games, but uh, to GCU. But who's to say that they've got? I mean, they have eighteen more games left to play. Yeah, I was going to say Arizona State. They have sixteen games remaining. UCO 18, uh, UNLV has 18. So, yeah, yeah. it's – there's a lot of hockey to be played. So, a stay lot tuned, of hockey. Right? There you go. There you go. All right. Well, hey, Andrew, let's uh, – you know what? Every time I say all right, I think of I think of this thingy. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> oh, boy. I should uh, – I, sh- I need to quit saying that. But that's <laughs> – I guess that, that's my little – that's my little stupid saying. All right, all right. So um, anyway, hey, let's uh, let's take a little break. Let's hear some horns. Let's hear a little bit of uh, maybe some from Coach Samuel L. Jackson, and then we'll come back and talk rankings and get some predictions. Sound like a plan, Andrew? All right. <laughs> your glove two catch jersey three over the head and where i'm from we call this the inglewood jack what i say that's the way yeah inglewood jack here's a guy when he eats a lot he takes a big dump later uh but hey as they say in hockey Let's do that hockey. Let's do that hockey. Andrew, I froze there for a quick second. I don't know if you could tell, but there was a little hesitation. I, I was on the wrong 
button page. Uh-oh. Yeah, it's okay. Hey, I I was having too much fun pressing buttons. <laughs> Just pitting every kind of button. <laughs> I, I, was, I was trying to get to this one. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, sir. <laughs> you can't animal house is so good that's one of oh, my favorite great. movies of all time it's great we watched uh the ghostbusters the other night with my daughter <laughs> yeah the original ghostbusters oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> i mean it's i'm not a, i'm not a huge fan of it but i mean it's still pretty funny it's got some good one-liners i'm gonna t- i'm gonna tell you this and this is probably only local for uh the folks in in oklahoma but i'm, I'm gonna say this because if they have it in oklahoma city they gotta have it in some other big cities like denver phoenix las vegas maybe even spring vegas we were driving in my wife and i were driving in norman and we were stopped at a light and honest <laughs> to god three cars pull out in front of us and <laughs> the first two were just regular cars but they had like uh uh, you know, those flashing lights on the top of them. <laughs> and on the side of them, they had the little Ghostbuster symbol, you know, the ghost that's coming through the the, the circle with the X through it or with the line through it. And <laughs> I so know where I, you're going with this. And so I thought, okay, these are just a bunch of weirdos, nerds. I mean, we, we see a lot of cars here in Tornado Alley, the weather area. We see a lot of cars that have all that emergency stuff on them, right? Because they could be storm chasers, whatever. So I'm thinking, okay, just some weirdos. The third car, Andrew, was the full-on <laughs> Ghostbuster ambulance with the, you know, it, it, with all the paint. I mean, the paint job. It had all the stuff on the side. <laughs> it had all the stuff on the top. It was like right out of the movie. I'm, I'm, I'm going to blow your socks off right now. Yeah. You know somebody that was in that Ghostbusters car. I do, huh? Yes, you do. <laughs> but I don't, you, you don't know him directly, maybe. Okay. But, but Kenny Miller, the kid that used to help us out with the o- OU program, yeah, his older brother is part of the Ghostbusters Club of Oklahoma City here. <laughs> they they go around, they do private events, birthday yep. parties, yep. corporate stuff, and all of that. Yeah, they've got the full outfits, the the ray guns, the whole nine yards. Yeah, I I, I looked into it. Um, I I saw that it was this Ghostbusters of Oklahoma City, and they're going to event put on an event that was being put on by the city of Norman. And I just thought, oh my gosh, what a what a fun, <laughs> cool little deal there. So, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, so so okay. So <laughs> there was se- seven degrees of Kevin Bacon there almost. Oh Jeez. man, I tell you, Kenny Miller. There's a blast from the yeah. past. <laughs> there's a blast from the past, right? Hey, um, we the the ranking, the men's division one ranking number one came out last Wednesday. And Andrew, we're recording this on Tuesday night, October the 18th, which means everything we're about to talk about is going to be meaningless in about 12 hours because men's ranking number two is going to come out tomorrow at um at noon uh well actually at 11 o'clock central time noon eastern in fact here you know what while we're talking let me see because sometimes everything that that comes out of our mouth is meaningless the moment it comes out of our mouth i don't know (laughs) I don't know why you're giving us a 12-hour lead time here. Well, that's true. I, I was just going to – I had to recheck my email because, there, you know, I might I, – I know someone who does the ranking, and I know the guy who releases the ranking because Ooh. that's me, and uh, I didn't know if I was going to get it. I might get it later on tonight. Usually I get it in the morning, and I have to, you know, put a little spit and polish on it. But uh, yeah. 
Anyways, is yeah, as you just said, everything we talk about is meaningless to begin with. <laughs> but hey, ra- <laughs> ranking number one came out in the meaningless ranking, and this was uh, by the coaches. So we had uh, 30, here, let me see here, 12, 12, and 11. What's that, Mr. Mathematician? That's 35. So we had 35 of, is that 70, 35 two, of 70. 35 yeah. of 70. So exactly one half of the uh, ACHA men's Division One coaches voted. They had Nevada Las Vegas as the number one team in the nation, so um, probably probably rightfully so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, Central Oklahoma was number four. Arizona State moved all the way up from number twenty to number thirteen. Missouri State is number seventeen in the uh, in this most recent poll. Arizona is number eighteen. Uh, Utah is number twenty-two. And then we had three other teams from the conference, Grand Canyon, Colorado, and Colorado State. They received votes. So Grand Canyon would have been 27, Colorado would have been 28, and Colorado State would have been 35 if we went that far. But, hey, we've got six of the top 26 WCHL teams in the top 22, nine in the top 35. Nothing, nothing shabby about that. Yeah, not bad, not bad. Now, as I said, we're going to have another coaches ranking come out on Wednesday, October the nineteenth. Then we'll have one more. The last coaches ranking will come out on Wednesday, October the twenty-sixth, and then mercifully after that, it's going all the computer. Yes, November second is the first day of the computer ranking, and that's when. Uh, that's when a lot of stuff I think will shake up, but you know what? I'm not going to say it's going to shake up too much at the top. UNLV, Minot State, Adrian, Central Oklahoma, Liberty, that's your top five right now, and they're pretty good. That's a good top yeah. five. Yeah, I would say that's a pretty good top five. Now, I don't know that uh, Stony Brook will be getting two first-place votes anymore once the computer takes over, but hey, <laughs> you know, it, it is what it is, right? Yeah. yeah. I, I didn't know Stony Brook got two votes in the... Uh, <laughs> in in this poll, I thought they only got one. So yeah, they got two. He must have got his buddy to vote for him, also. Yeah, or yeah, maybe he had his assistant coach vote too. Yeah. So uh, yeah, and it's uh, you know Liberty is uh, Liberty's number five. Uh, Stony Brook is in there at number six. Ohio, Andrew's favorite team, Ohio, is in there at number seven. Mm-hmm. And you know what? They've uh, Ohio might be a legit you know top ten team as opposed to this uh, joker of a. Yeah, the type thing. All, all smoke and mirrors. All smoke and mirrors like they have been in years past. So this could be interesting uh, when the when the rankings are released. Now, I've, I've already heard from some coaches around because Illinois um, is ranked number 25 in the nation. They're 0-4-0. And, and I've had some coaches reach out to me to say, how in the heck is a team that hasn't won a game yet still ranked yeah. in the top 25? Yeah, that's... Kind of take it with a grain of salt, like we say, right? Yeah, yeah. So we'll see. This is nothing more than a popularity contest. So, uh, but I'll, you know, hey, two more weeks, and then we're uh, then we're off. We only have to worry about what the computer ranking is, and yeah, get get past this, and then get the true picture, and go from there, right? There we go. Yeah, I like it. All right, Andrew. Hey, we got some games upcoming this week in the WCHL. Uh, some interesting non-conference series and some interesting conference series. So let's get right to it. First off, UNLV is still returning. I still think they they haven't come back from Anchorage yet. They're still on their return flight. Yeah. So uh, I think it's uh, they're probably stuck in Seattle right now. 
um, but because uh, it it takes a while to get back to uh, the, the world from Anchorage. Yeah, you're a long way out there. Long way out there. So UNLV is off this weekend. Oklahoma is off this weekend, and Arizona State is off this weekend. Arizona State. I'm sure is putting on one heck of a rager right now since they have the entire weekend off. Yep. You know, I don't know about you, Andrew, when you were in college, but when I was in college, the weekend basically started Thursday night. <laughs> um, you know, and we always said weekends were weekends were were nice and long. I, at Arizona State, I got to believe that weekends start like on Tuesday night. Yeah, Tuesday. Yeah, uh, go to go to class on Mondays, right? That's there. right. Tuesdays essentially their Friday, and then the rest of the week is just all party all the time. When in, when in Rome, do as the Romans, right? <laughs> those those guys are listening right now going, no, 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 no. I wish. Yeah, yeah, I wish that's the way it was, right? Yeah, there's some poor poor SOBs right now that are like studying and listening to us jibber-jabber yeah. on, and they're like, what are these two oh. farts talking about? <laughs> yeah, right. We're working our tail off. If I was if I was at if I was out in the Phoenix air, area, even Tucson and all that, I would be on the golf course twenty four seven. Yeah, but not if you're in college. Ah, yeah. It wouldn't matter. It wouldn't matter, really. <laughs> You're saying you being in college wouldn't matter? Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's go to the golf course. <laughs> all right, all right. Hey, Andrew, on Thursday and Friday, um, the, the Wildcats of Arizona, they're going on the road. They're playing a non-conference series in the mitten. They're going up to Michigan. U of A is going to play two against Michigan-Dearborn, one on Thursday night, one on Friday night. And then on Saturday, they're following that up with a game against the number three team in the nation, Adrian. So Michigan Dearborn is ranked number 14 in the nation. 14, yep. Yep. And Arizona is ranked number, what, 18? So that should be a good little series. What do you think? Arizona at Dearborn for two games. I think they they split with Dearborn. I hope you're right. I mean, I I wish U of A would win both games, but uh, I hope they at least get one of them. Yeah, yeah, I think they'll split there, and then uh, the Saturday at Adrian, we we've been on that trip, right, where we've played the three Michigan teams or three games in Michigan, and bam, 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 and it's tough to do. So I I don't think they're going to get Adrian on Saturday. Yeah, that third game on three days, especially in Michigan, is tough. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. If they would now, I'd have said differently if they Adrian had been off the bat first i'd have said they have a good chance of of getting one from adrian but catching adrian on the tail end of it i don't know if that's the recipe for success there right all right all right i think adrian's also playing i think they play on thursday saturday so they'll have a day of rest in between yeah they're playing somebody on thursday like robert morris or some terrible team before they take on a real team in arizona (laughs) <laughs> all right uh, okay so a split you're calling on thursday friday and then with uh, arizona and dearborn and then you're saying adrian is going to take care of arizona on saturday yep central oklahoma is going to venture all the way to pelham alabama andrew have you, ever, have you ever been to pelham alabama i was headed to pelham alabama last year and thank goodness something came up and i didn't make it well <laughs> Why do you say that? I'm sure Pelham, Alabama is like uh, some some scenic place in all of Alabama. Uh huh. Uh huh. My my credit card got stolen. Number got stolen in Pelham, Alabama last year. <laughs> Even though you weren't and, there. And well, yeah, it was my credit card that I was paying uh, team mills and hotels with, right? And uh, some some joker in Pelham, Alabama started buying flowers for all of his girlfriends <laughs> down there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. 
Thank, thank goodness the bank took care of me and I got most of it back, but still, holy moly. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, note to central Oklahoma, hold on to your wallet. Yeah. Hold on to your, uh, don't, don't buy anybody flowers for any girlfriends down there. Yeah. Don't stay at the, don't stay at the, uh, hotel across the street from the rink because it's <laughs> no bueno. <laughs> Well, Central Oklahoma is going down to uh, take two against Alabama. Alabama has already come up here to Oklahoma, and didn't didn't they split with Oklahoma? Split, yeah, yeah. I believe uh, Oklahoma won Friday, and then Alabama got them on Saturday. Maybe if I, I remember, I think right. it was the reverse. I think Alabama the got them on the first night, and Oklahoma got them the next night. Okay, okay, yeah. So uh, anyway, Central Oklahoma is going to Alabama to take uh, care of business. What do you think is going to happen down in Alabama? Uh, I don't think there's any question here. I think this is going to be all UCO. Yeah, I think so too. It should be at least. UCO should just get down there and, uh, you know, break out a can of whoop ass and just yep. take care of Alabama. Alabama's yeah. got some size, and I, but I think UCO's just got way too much skill. Yeah, yeah, UCO's got more skill and more speed. I don't think it'll be close. Colorado State is going to head on the road to sexy Fremont, Nebraska. Andrew, have you ever mm. been to Fremont, Nebraska? I have not been to Fremont, Nebraska. Neither have I, but however, I will be there later on this year. Um, so that's interesting. Um, that's where the B Conference playoffs or conference playoffs are going to be. Are you actually going to make it this time? <laughs> I are, I are, I are. Oh, all right, all right. Uh, Colorado State is going to Midland to take on uh, Midland from the B Conference. Midland is coming off of two beatings at Minot State. I think it was like eleven to two and fourteen to nothing. Holy yeah. smokes! Oof. Well, why not? Why not? Why not? And then CSU is coming off of administering two beatings to San Diego yeah. State. Yeah. I have- I, I think this is going to be all Colorado State here. Really? Wow. I do. I do. I've got faith in the Rams up there, so let's see what they got. They definitely have the capability, that's for sure. So the question is, um, you know, will they be able to pull it off on the road? And uh, I guess we're about to find out. Yep, we're going to find out pretty quick. All right, so Andrew's calling for a Rams sweep in Fremont, Nebraska. Um, I just can't imagine that the drive, you know – I, can't, I just can't imagine the drive out of Fort Collins east oh, yeah, is, going from, yeah. <laughs> how depressing, right? I mean, I've made that drive from Fort Collins, from basically from Denver east to like Salina. It gets very depressing very quickly. Well, I mean, it's all the same, right? I mean, there's a lot of neat little towns and places that, you know, if I ever got the chance, I would like to pull over and go to, you know, check out the cathedral on the plains or you know, the, uh, the post-rock capital of the world or, you know, something stupid like that. But uh, I got to believe that going from Fort Collins East to mm. across Nebraska has got to be, like, absolutely mind-numbing. Yeah, leaving the mountains and heading off into the flat Midwest, right? Oof, well, oof. Yeah, I'm out. Well, hey, Missouri State's going the other way. Missouri State is going to Boulder. Um, two weeks ago, they were just up in Colorado and, uh, in Fort Collins. They came home to take care of business against Oklahoma, and now they're heading back on the road to uh, go to Boulder. So they're going to get their Colorado trips out of the way here pretty quick. Um, Missouri State on the road at Colorado. What do you think, Andrew? I We talked about it earlier, 50-50, Missouri State on the road. I'm going to say a split. Really? All right. I wonder if they're going to break out the road blacks again on the road uh, up in Boulder. They should. They're good-looking jerseys. Yeah, you know the uh, the buffs the buffs actually wore a little bit of uh, 
I think on Friday, well, it had to have been Friday because nobody saw the game on Saturday. Um, I think on Friday they wore some, they wore their uh, dark outfits. So I hope it's not black on black in terms of uh, Jersey attacks. Yeah, that wouldn't be good. No, that would not be good. All right, so Andrew's calling for a Missouri State-Colorado split at the CU Boulder Rec Center. That should be fun. And then, hey, the last series of the game, it's also over the weekend, it's also another WCHL series. It's Grand Canyon at Utah. I, you know what, I, I, I'm I, expecting Grand Canyon to bounce back from this rough weekend they had with Arizona State. Yeah. I think they are going to go to Utah, and I, I think they're going to pull off a split here. Ooh, a split, you say. All right. Yeah. yeah I was like, almost writing down GCU because I thought you were going to call for a sweep, but you and you, you swerved. You went from an SP to an SW, from an SW <laughs> yep. to an SP. Yeah, yeah. I think, uh, you know, I think they'll respond well. They're a good little team, and they're better than uh, what they showed with Arizona State this past weekend. So I think they'll respond well, and uh, I think they'll still win from Utah here. All right. All right. Interesting. Interesting. Utah is coming off an off week. And um, they were, they originally had a, a a trip to Michigan planned this week or this past week to go play Aquinas and some other schools, but then some leadership changed at those other Michigan schools, and so the uh, trips got scrubbed. And uh, so instead, Utah had the week off, and now they're so they're well rested, uh, taking in Grand Canyon as they come up there. So. I wonder what kind of a trip that is. I wonder what kind of a bus trip that is to go from uh, Grand Canyon to Salt Lake. Uh, I, I, I bet it's got some nice little scenery to it. Yeah, you know, northern northern Arizona is uh, surprisingly, uh, surprisingly, well, it's it's just gorgeous. Um, yep. Surprisingly alpine, you know, especially Flagstaff. Oh, yeah, I was going to say Flagstaff. When you get sure. when you get to the northern northern Arizona and southern Utah, it gets kind of lunar, um, you know, and just nothing but rock. But uh, then, you know, the mount you start coming up on the uh, Wasatch Range again and. Uh, so it'll be kind of interesting as they get up there. I wonder, that's got to be a pretty cool little trip. I would think so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. So here we go. So we're saying Arizona and Dearborn are going to split. Adrian is going to take care of Arizona. Say so uh, UCO will take care of Alabama. You, Andrew says Colorado State will take care of Midland at Midland. And then he's called for two splits in the Western Collegiate Conference games. Uh, Missouri State and Colorado will split, and Grand Canyon and Utah will split. I think so. All right. Well, we might have to have you back here to give you a hard time to see what it says. <laughs> yeah. All right, Andrew. This is the uh, this is the, the the time of the podcast here. You know what? Do I have do I have a little um, do I have a little? I thought I would have a little thing of uh, where, where I could say something, but. Uh, here, let's, uh, let's see, because here we go. I am the smartest man alive! And there we go. It's a little something. It's our, That'll be our, our, our little preview as we get to talk about anything else that's coming on. Andrew, I noticed that the NHL has started up. I, you know, this podcast is focused on all things ACHA, and so that's what we really care about. But this other little hockey thing called the NHL, that also got going recently. Yeah. So, Andrew, tell me, who are your team? What's your team in the NHL? Do you have a team in the NHL? Do you care? You know, I don't have a team. Come on. you got to have at least one team that you follow. No, I don't have a team. uh, You know, I I follow a little bit of them all, but, yeah, for one team, I don't have a horse anymore. Is there a play anymore? Who who did it used to be? Well, I used to be a little bit of a Chicago guy, stuff like that, you know. So you're a front runner is what it is. 
<laughs> when yeah. Chicago's winning, you're a Chicago fan. But now that Chicago's sucking dirt, you're like, eh. Yeah, that just not a. I, I I like to follow several teams, right? I don't I don't do one. So. Okay. All right. All right. Um, being a kid from Boston, I I love the Bruins. So uh, Boston's my team. Uh, Andrew, give me since you don't have teams, tell me who you, the two teams will be uh, talking about in about uh, ten months in the Stanley Cup Finals. Ooh, you know the NHL man. season is basically year round now, so it starts in October and I think it ends in yeah, August. Goes forever. Right? Yeah, so it goes for absolutely. What 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 two teams are we going to be talking about that are in Andrew's Stanley Cup Finals? You know, I think until somebody takes them down and proves us all wrong, I think you got to have Tampa Bay in that equation. Yeah, right. And the uh, and I'm not convinced Colorado's gonna is gonna be back in the finals. Um, I don't know, but I Las Vegas keep an eye on them. Right. Really. I don't know. It's are you now? Are you just pandering to the Las Vegas crowd that may be listening to the WCHL <laughs> podcast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish. I wish. All right, but but yeah, I don't know. They, you know, they've they've been good ever since they've been in the league, and uh, they they weren't so hot last year. So I would I would suspect to maybe see them back there being a little more competitive this year. Well, they got a decent coach. They have the Boston Bruins former coach Bruce Cassidy. He's now out there in Vegas running the Gold Kings or the Golden Knights. So, uh, I, you know, okay. So, so you got Tampa Bay versus Vegas. I think so. I think so. We'll see. We'll right. see. All right. I'm going to go Boston, Colorado. I've, uh, always had a little place in my heart for the Avs, uh, with Joe Sackick and, uh, Peter Forsberg and, uh, Rob Blake and Milan Hayduk and Patrick Waugh and, you know, that crew, Adam yeah, Foote. Yeah. And so uh, it was good to see them win last year. And, uh, you know, I especially like what the Avs did for Ray Bork when they took him in and got him a Stanley Cup since the Bruins couldn't do it. So I'm taking Boston and Colorado. And that's, yeah. that's, that's my heart on one side and my head on the other. Yeah, the Colorado's good with that Kel McCarr kid. Oh, yeah, he is. D, He's great. I'm not, I'm not convinced on their goaltending, and that's a big key to it here, right? All right. Well, hey, that's fine. That's, I'm just going to file this away, and when we do the WCHL podcast in like late August of next year, when the Stanley Cup finals finally get over, um, we'll just revisit this and see how we did. Yep, I like it. It's probably going to end up being, you know, two teams that we never thought. It's yeah. going to be like yeah, huh. you know, the, 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 the Seattle and the Islanders or something. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> something, something crazy. Andrew, you know what? You know what? Um, uh, I had the pleasure of uh, experiencing the other day. <laughs> well, <laughs> this is PG, remember? <laughs> well, yes. Thank you very much. A family based <laughs> podcast, even though it's we're not hockey guys at all. Um, a pineapple Fanta. Oh my goodness, Whoa. Andrew! I've I've been, I've been on a kind of a Fanta kick. There's you can't go wrong with either pineapple Fanta or even orange Fanta. Oh, I can do orange Fanta, but pineapple. Oh, God. serious? Oh, it was just gag me with a spoon. No, no, it was just incredible. It was you know I I forget where I found it. It was in some remote location in some remote you know ice chest somewhere. But hot diggity yeah. dang, that was good. We we eat at a little Mexican restaurant in Norman, and uh, my daughter always gets the little Mexican sodas in the glass bottles. Yeah. Um, I can't think of what the name of them is right now, but she always gets a uh, oh 
what a like mandarin orange, so uh-huh. a mandarin flavor. Yeah, and she loves them. Nothing wrong it, with that. Yeah, it's she loves those things. All right. Well, she has great taste. <laughs> yeah, she has great taste. Those, uh, anyways. Uh, just I thought that was pretty good, Andrew. The other thing was, um, uh, I you know I I deal I dabble in the law every now and then. And I had a I had a big brief that was due. Um, uh, in fact, it was due in Washington D.C. Uh, two days ago. Well, yesterday, so I had to get it out in the mail on last minute on Saturday. Been working on it for quite a while, and uh, finally got that baby put to bed and got it FedExed off, and went and celebrated by hitting the liquor store. Oh boy! And I walked out with two things of brewskis. I got some oh boy. New Belgium Voodoo Ranger. Oh, and I got something from Odell Brewery. Both of these, New Belgium and Odell, are out of Fort Collins, so they have a WCHL connection, kind of. Odell, I got Sippin. It's called Sippin Tropical. I've had their Sippin Pretty before, and I got this is Sippin Tropical because it has a little guava, pineapple, mango to it. It's a sour. And Andrew, I'm telling you what, you know the Voodoo Ranger. It's the second most popular uh, New Belgium flavor. Uh, wow. Uh, after fat tire fat tires number one that was after the fat tire right and it's you know every everyone's seen the iconic you know skeleton with the ranger hat on and it's what uh it's 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 you know it's very very popular with with new belgium but i'm telling you what andrew it's like i'm trying to drink a pine cone there's just (laughs) so many frig it's just chock full of hops yeah, you know, I read the description and it said, "Oh, a little hint of guava and apricot and something else." And I'm like, "Ooh, it's going to be kind of you know, fruity." And little did I know it was going to be you know very pine coney. It was like I was, <laughs> you know, I was kind of expecting to spit out some bark and some little pine nuts. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So, anyways, long, long <laughs> not, story not short, fan, huh? well, I'm trying to kill the the Voodoo Ranger right now uh, before <laughs> I before I get into this the rest of the sip and tropical. Uh, the sipping tropical is more my more my style, but I, I think I've. In fact, I was discussing this with a good friend of mine um, who was in town from the Four Corners area, and I think we both agreed that I just need to stick with the ambers. Yeah, uh, you know, get away from these IPAs, get away from these sours, and but uh, yeah, I wanted to do something a little. Uh, wanted to go celebrate the fact that I got a a, a massive accomplishment done and off my chest, and you know. I'd- I, I thought you'd been a little quiet here the past couple of weeks, so you know that kind of that kind of explains where where you've been. You, you you've been upstairs in the tucked away in the attic. I'm working. T- yeah, I mean my my boss, she's just a taskmaster, a slave <laughs> yeah. driver, and she was just uh, yeah. We we had to get this thing done. I I know a lot more about uh, um, uh, asylum and the uh, the requisite requirements and. Uh, Oh, then, then I care to admit right now. So, you know, I, I thought about you yesterday. Yeah. Was it yesterday, it may have been Sunday. It may have been Sunday night. Andrew, I think of you often, so I appreciate this. True yeah. stories coming out. Yeah, yeah. I thought about you. We were at Target checking out at Target <laughs> Sunday night. And, yeah. And there's these four high, or four college kids in there getting some groceries and all that. And of course, they had more uh, more beer in their cart than they did actual food. Which you know, uh, why would it be anything else, right? Yeah. But on top of the cart, they had, there was four guys checking out and each one of the guys had a little wrestling action figure that they were buying. <laughs> and, and I saw that action figure, those little wrestling action figures. And I thought, huh, 
hadn't heard from Perry in a, in, in a couple days. I wonder what he's doing today. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it made me think of you, but <laughs> but I did. You know. Oh, uh, here, hold on. Let me tell you something right now. I'm gonna get you, man. Yeah, I'm gonna get you. Uh, the macho man. So, so what you're saying is these nerds were at Target buying beer, beer and action figures, <laughs> beer and toys. Yep, yep. And I and I thought of you, and I was like, man, I was like, I haven't heard from Perry in a long time. I was like, I wonder if he's up in his office in the attic playing with his action figures at his desk or what he's doing. <laughs> Oh, you're too much. I'm telling you, uh, there's a lot to unpack there, uh, Andrew. You know, <laughs> yeah. well, why in the world are college kids buying beer at Target? I mean, that's just, well, you know, those I are mean, kids that don't know any better. That's right. They, that's they, right. They must be frat boys. And then, um, you know, they must be from like the loser frat because then they're paying, they're, they're playing with, with college wrestling toys. <laughs> oh, I'm telling you what. <laughs> those are the, those are the kids we'd beat up in college. That's right. That's right. Jeez. Oh, I mean, I it, any any self respectable kid is either buying their beer at the local liquor store, or if they're going to stock up, and you know they're going to go hit you know the Walmart or the, uh, the wherever they can get it the cheapest. They're sure as heck oh. not going to the foo foo, you know, sorority shopping uh, mecca that is Target. Well, maybe maybe they're smarter than we are because it is the Furfru Sorority Shopping Center. So maybe they're there uh, to pick up beer and chicks at the same time. Yeah, with 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 wrestling action figures. Uh-huh. Oh. Yeah, they're picking up chicks. Well, they struck out on the chicks, so they got their toys to play with yeah, they, to pass the time after all. You know? they, they struck out on the chicks is right. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. That's kind of yeah. scary. Oh. All right. Well, any anything else on the uh, on the agenda there well, that you can think of? Well, you know what? You know what? Last weekend, I actually went up. A, a good friend of mine just bought himself a private two-seater plane a couple months ago. And uh, he called me last week and said, hey, I need to do some maintenance and some work on the plane. Do you want to go up and help me do some of this maintenance and work? And then we'll take it out and fly it and go have a good time. And... You know what? I, that's what we did. We went up and uh, changed some brakes and some tires and did some different stuff to it. And then uh, we went out and flew out over western Oklahoma and we're gone for hour, hour and a half. And uh, he let me have the controls and, and fly the plane my myself for a little bit and all that. And uh, we had a great little time. Wow. What kind of a plane for, was this? Uh, so don't ask me too much. Because... <laughs> <laughs> All, all, all I know is it's a, it's a quote unquote. Instead of being certified, a certified aircraft, it's considered a experimental aircraft. Yeah. So basically, what my gist of my knowledge that I got from talking to him about it was, an experimental airplane. Anybody can do the maintenance and work on it, and then you just have to have a licensed mechanic sign off on your work. Whereas a certified plane has to have all of the work and maintenance done by a certified and licensed aircraft mechanic. So basically the long story short is they're a little bit cheaper to own and operate. Huh? Interesting. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, so in other words, when it, when it eventually falls apart, there's <laughs> the only people to, to blame are the people that are in the actual experimental plane that, that, that's what as I opposed to a mechanic. That's pretty much what I got out of it. Yep. Yep. Interesting. Interesting. But yeah. No, it, was a, it was a great little time. We, uh, we got up to, I don't know, about, about 4,000 feet or so and got it up to about 180 miles an hour and went out and tooted around out over Western Oklahoma a little bit and had a great time. First time up in a little plane like that. So it was a different experience, but, but very cool. Very fun. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. And plan, plans to do that in the, in the future. I might, I might be going back out this weekend. We'll see. Wow. Maybe we'll have to see if we can put the WCHL brand on that. And if we can get, get, you know, use this as kind of like a commuter plane to hop around the, uh, the conference <laughs> on weekends. <laughs> Well, the the only problem is is it's a two seater and the seats are sitting next to each other and you know I'm what am I I'm six foot one and the guy that owns the plane, he's six foot and so we're both broad shouldered so you're literally you have your one shoulder against the the wall of the plane on the outside and you're literally shoulder to shoulder next to him while he's plastered against the wall on the other side. So Andrew, what you're saying is I would push him out of the plane. <laughs> so you know, this, would, you're I, just being, you're just being very kind and very, uh, very considerate. And you're just saying, Perry, you're too was, fat to be in this thing. Oh, I'm telling you what, I was all for it until, you know, looking at it and walking around it and all that. I was like, Oh yeah, let's do this. And then I actually like climbed up and put the headset on and like slid down in the seat and all that. And I'm looking around and I'm like, and he got in and he's right next to me. And I'm like, dude, like quit touching me, you know, <laughs> quit, <laughs> quit, quit rubbing my shoulder. Would you, you're creeping me out here, you know? And I'm like, holy crap. Like, do we really, do we really want to do this? You know, this thing's awfully small, <laughs> you know? But you just said you get up there and you did that for a good hour and a half over Western yeah. Oklahoma. Yeah, we sure did. We so sure did. You enjoyed rubbing shoulders with a, with a strange man. Yeah, you know, for what I say, four thousand feet, one hundred eighty miles an hour. So yeah, Ooh. it was a good time. Wild, wild. Well, that's interesting. Good for you. All right. Yeah, so good time. So pl- plans to brand the uh, the plane have been scrapped already before they even get off the ground. Well, maybe we can get one of those banners and we can and we can pay him to fly the WCHL banner over the arenas that the teams are playing. Oh, in there or you go. Oh, that's oh, like right? they do at the football games. Yes. Yeah. See. See. Yeah, I think outside the box here. I like that. They can just fly over the Arctic Edge Arena or fly uh-huh. around the Jordan Valley Ice Park. That's right. And just circle it and have a, you know, we, we can heckle from above. That's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> We're everywhere. <laughs> That's right. So, like, you know, when when if we can get him to fly to Pelham, Alabama this weekend, we can get him to say, Bama, you stink. That's right. You know, and just circle the rink and That's uh, right. say, say, roll chose. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or Same. or if he wants to fly to Nebraska, he can say go Rams. I'm proud proud to be Midland Stinks. That's right. See? Oh, we're on to something here. I like it. Yes. We're we're on to something here. Huh. All right. All right. I like the way you think. Outside the box. That's pretty Outside good. Outside the box. Yeah. Yeah. See? All right. All right. All right. Anything else there, Andrew? That is I think all I got for you tonight. All right. Well, they here, you know, I've said it, I've said it enough. All right, all right, all right. See? Um, the WCHL pod is on Twitter at WCHL pod. I, you know, that's kind of redundant, isn't it? From the, <laughs> the from the Department of Redundancy Department, the WCHL pod <laughs> is on Twitter at WCHL pod. 
send us any questions or any uh, comments or anything that you might care. Uh, send us any me- any places that you would want Andrew to circle in his experimental airplane uh, so that he can heckle from 4,000 feet. Uh, the Western Collegiate Hockey League is on Twitter at Western CHL. And you, you can also just check out all the scores. Uh, I post the all the scores from WCHL teams uh, that night on the WCHL Twitter account at Western CHL. I also, every now and then, me and another guy, we post the scores on uh, the ACHA Men's Division One hockey account. That's at ACHA Men's D1. And then, Andrew, you're on uh, Twitter at Stickford AM still, correct? I am. And I'm still on Twitter at CJP in OKLA. My, uh, my stuff is probably going to be more very political and um, uh, also, you know, like a lot of stupid cats sliding down hills and panda bears rolling off of barrels. Whereas uh, Andrew is going to have pictures from 4,000 feet of your house and he's going to be trying to be peeking into your uh, backyard there from, uh, from above. He's doing some high flying surveillance on his experimental <laughs> aircraft. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, see, see, there's no <laughs> denial there, folks. There's no denial. All right, Andrew. Hey, hold on. I'm a, oh, yes, yes, yes. Oh, no, I got nothing for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Hey, hold on. I'm going to hit, I'm going to hit a couple of buttons, Andrew, and then you can get us out of here. Ready? <laughs> we want to thank everybody for listening to the WCHL podcast. Thank, thank everyone for listening to to me and my and my buddy over there, my best friend. Uh, yeah, him too. <laughs> um, and then uh, we want to thank uh, if you can go ahead, give us five stars or give us a thumbs up, uh, a great rating on whatever podcast thing you listen to. Tell your mom, tell your dad, tell your family, tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell anyone you know about the podcast. Um, we just want to get the word out about the ACHA and about the WCHL in particular. And uh, I think we're also going to start, you know, talking to kids and in teams and we'll, uh, we'll get some stuff rolling here, here pretty quick. So Andrew, anything else before I hit some buttons? That's all I got for you. That's all, just when you think this show is terrible, something wonderful happens. What? It ends. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we go, Andrew. All right, everybody. Have a good time out there this week. Take care of each other. Enjoy watching some hockey. And we will catch you on the flip side.